I'm Paul Shepard, and welcome to the Mindset Change Podcast, where changing your mindset can transform your life in ways you can't imagine. In this episode, I'm going to share with you how essential it is to have a morning and evening routine, which will boost your mindset and energy levels for your day. If you haven't subscribed, please do so, so you don't miss another episode You can also add a review in Apple and you can put any comments or requests you have about the show there too. Um, I also want to say thank you to Madeline for her latest review and her comments on a gratitude meditation that she's recently done. It brought her to tears. Now that is a powerful experience which can seep deep into the subconscious mind and change their life. If you've not done one of my meditations, what's holding you back? Just kidding. Uh, They are there waiting for you. I heartily recommend them. They can truly be life-changing and let your body and mind relax for a while deep in a peaceful state. Now, something that is extremely important to me is energy. How energized I am for my days, for the creative staff and for my coaching clients. I love to feel at my optimum. I hate feeling tired. It's a rarity. And if it's happening, then it's usually a signal that something is out of balance somewhere. Now I get asked all the time, what's the secret? Where does my energy come from? What am I doing to maintain high levels of energy right through my day? Well, it's taken a lot of trial and error because I wasn't always like this. In fact, I used to be more the opposite. I used to struggle with my energy levels and it was for such a long time too. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you what I got wrong and what I learned and how I began to move from being tired all the time to feeling more energized in life. Just to put it out there, I am still learning. And if you have any suggestions you want to share with me that you think could help me and also help other listeners, let me know via the socials, links in bio, Apple review comments wherever, just get in contact and let's help each other. I think one of the reasons I'm so hot on energy right now is that I missed out on so much from not having energy in the past when I needed it the most. I think the biggest impact on my energy levels was from anxiety, which in turn reduced my essential sleep quality to very low levels through what we call insomnia. And if you've experienced insomnia, then you know how much that can impact your day. I think some of you might be able to relate to this, but that feeling when you wake up in the morning and you know you've not slept well at all, and you feel like a zombie throughout the day, you're just drifting through it, you're just pushing through it, hoping just to get to the end and praying that a good night's sleep awaits, which when you've got insomnia, pretty much unlikely unless you have some form of treatment. It was so frustrating. I would try and make great plans. I was ambitious. There were things I wanted to experience. I would set to-do lists. I would set goals. And then, and then I'd struggle to reach them due to my battery draining really quickly. I would then feel frustrated, guilty, judge myself as lazy, undisciplined, and lacking in willpower. I really would beat myself up. So what I resisted absolutely persisted. My body and mind were begging me to listen to their needs through my anxiety and insomnia symptoms, but I was struggling too much to listen. 
And maybe I didn't want to. I suspect I just didn't want to make some of the non-negotiable changes needed to get back on track. I was in total denial and hoping these issues would just go away by themselves, which of course they didn't. Now, as regular listeners to this show will know, it was when I treated my anxiety issues as physical that my mind and body began to heal. And therefore, so did my anxiety. As my anxiety healed, I was much more receptive to the mindset changes needed to continue that process, which is why I favour a holistic approach to anxiety rather than just focusing on history, worries, or just the thought process. I find that too limiting when there's a much bigger picture to look at. If you are struggling with anxiety and stress, I really would recommend scrolling back through my show and following the Anxiety and Stress Healing Series. It's a holistic program, it's a free resource, and it can really make a big difference to your mental and physical health symptoms. So the big secret I'm letting you in on about how I have so much energy is my evening and morning routines. How I end and start my day is everything. I promise you, it's everything. These routines are essential. I'm open to tweaks and changes, but these are like non-negotiables now. I find they really work with me. Though if you do have any comments you think would enhance them, I'm all ears. Now, these morning and evening routines are tailored to me. They might not suit you the way they do me. I'm also very aware I don't have any pets, though I'm aiming for a dog at some point to join my world. But these have been inspired by and recommended to me by people who do have children and pets and somehow make them work into their lives. We are all different, though, and you have to do this your own way. Now, I'm off on a date tonight. Lucky me, people are asking, and it's going well. Thank you very much. Um, but that also means that I have to be flexible with my evening routine. There has to be some flexibility when plans change. But what we do more often makes a big difference because of the compound effect, and therefore the benefits do remain long-lasting. So the first thing that I really did get wrong and didn't take seriously enough. And looking back, I really didn't take it seriously enough. I drank caffeine all day, really resisting the changes I needed to help my sleep become deeper. I don't think I understood or appreciated how important it was. I just muddled through. Now that I do know, it's a non-negotiable. We are the only species on the planet who mess around with our sleep patterns intentionally because let's be honest, we want to do other things or we don't know how important it is. Like I didn't. If you really want to know more about sleep and to how to get better sleep, check out the Huberman Labs podcast on the subject. Dr. Andrew Huberman, the neuroscientist, has definitely given me some amazing tips on how to deepen sleep quality I would also recommend the book Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. You can listen to him on various podcasts and see his interviews on YouTube too. In Why We Sleep, Matthew wakes us up with the reminder that sleep issues are one of the major causes of mental health disorders. 
Now, it's also pointed out that mental health issues can cause insomnia either way. They are closely linked. Let's not mention the impact on physical health that sleep issues can cause. It's a sobering read, but knowledge is power. With all that in mind, it was clear that I had to get my sleep sorted. And over time, my bedtime routine has revolved to this. I just want to add that being human can mean whilst I do my best to make them happen, I do slip up sometimes like anyone else. Now, I used to eat right through till bedtime, not realising the impact that has on sleep quality. Now, I try to do my best. Work constraints have an impact sometimes, but I like to have eaten by 7.30pm. I use what's known as an aura ring to measure my sleep quality. It's a ring which contains a few sensors inside and it measures a few things including body temperature, heart rate, heart rate variability, uh, REM sleep, deep sleep. And you can see the metrics in the morning what eating late or drinking alcohol can do to a night's sleep. Now, I find it fascinating just to see what eating late can do to your heart rate and reduce sleep quality. So a surprisingly easy tweak was just to eat a bit earlier and no snacking. The ring has also made me rethink alcohol in a big, big way. Just a couple of glasses of wine in an evening can really show up as reduced REM sleep and time spent asleep. This is crazy. And yet so many people add alcohol to their evenings to calm down, to feel more relaxed. And yet it's stealing from them more than it's actually given. Just to add, I also eat a quite a carb laden meal in the evening, as apparently this produces more serotonin, which gets converted to melatonin. And of course, melatonin is a hormone which helps us sleep deeper. Now, I won't eat again until around 10 a.m. the next day, as I fast until that time. I find it gives me more energy, and I've been doing this since September in 2021. It's now February. I've dropped six kilos. I'm not trying to lose weight, but I've lost a lot of body fat, which has now dropped down to 15%. I just feel amazing on it. As to point out, it's not a diet. For me, it's an actual lifestyle. I find it very easy to stop eating around 7.30 and to last until 10 a.m. the next day. Now, this is also a big factor in regards to having more energy. So it's a strange one, but I found that if I'm watching a TV program and looking at tablets or phones or computers at the same time, My attention is being divided all over the place, but I also find it a bit stressful, which also impacts sleep. So after 8 p.m., there is no phone with me in the room. So it's not dividing my attention into pieces. My phone is downstairs, completely away from me. It's on airplane mode, so I'm not receiving any notifications on my Apple Watch either. Now, I know some of you are thinking, what? No way. No way. I can't do that. That shudders running through the body. Um, I was similar. It's a mindset thing because, again, we need a break from our phone. We are addicted to them. They really call out to us, wanting us to grab them, go through them. That's how these things have been designed. But the cost is just too high. And it really does impact 
mental health. Looking at your phone tricks your brain into thinking it's daylight. So therefore, you produce less melatonin and therefore your sleep is lighter. It's just not worth it because it really does impact your sleep. Without the phone, I've noticed that I can spend an hour focusing on the one program that I'm going to watch that evening and fully enjoy it without having to miss parts of the show because my attention is being spread too thinly elsewhere. Now, I won't lie and say, oh, it was so easy to do. It does take some getting used to, and you have to get used to that part of you trying to pull you towards having the phone by your side just for a little bit of safety and comfort. What if someone tries to contact you? What if you miss something important? In other words, it's that inner child with FOMO, that fear of missing out. And it's a crafty way of making you feel agitated so that you go and get the phone and keep it by your side. It's one. Another big mistake that I made was watching TV, looking at screens right up until that last minute before bed. That wasn't good for me. As I said before, it can trick the brain into thinking it's daylight and therefore having an impact on sleep. So by 9pm, the TV is off. Shock. Horror. What am I going to do with my time? This brings me to my next non-negotiable. This has to happen. And actually, I do really love it. I can imagine if anyone said this to my younger self, I can imagine them kind of raising an eyebrow and just sticking at the middle finger and saying, no thanks. Um, but that's the inner child resistance for you. So, journaling. I journal for a bit. I like to empty my thoughts and reflections out onto paper. Why? Because expecting myself to go to bed without some processing time can result in a racing mind when your head hits the pillow. The mind thinks, ha, nice. It's time to think because you've finally given me some time to think. And up from the depths of your subconscious mind come those thoughts. I'm going to have to do a podcast on journaling alone. It's a powerful, powerful way to develop self-mastery. I like to focus on three big wins I've had for the day. Things that went well, you know, successes, things that I appreciated, feel grateful for. That's a powerful, wonderful neurochemistry booster. And it really does help build confidence and self-esteem. We can easily forget how well things went for us during the day as we drift into a trance in the evening and try and switch off. I also like to focus on what three wins I want for the next day, because that is a powerful request to my subconscious mind, gives it an intention. It's almost like there's a genie inside my mind going, done. I also, from journaling, get my best problem-solving insights and I can also ask questions for my subconscious mind to work on overnight. Thomas Edison once said, never go to sleep without a request to your subconscious. I'm all in with that. You have the most amazing mind computer that can do all sorts of things whilst you sleep. How often do you give it a request? I never used to. It was like going to bed and just hoping in the morning that I would wake up and the day would turn out how I wanted it to. How was that going to happen? Mm. Recently, uh, struggling with some creative ideas for the podcast, for some videos, and I asked my mind to work on this. Well, that created an avalanche of ideas which have benefited from already. To take this further, 
I focused on times in my history when I was creative and how I benefited. I then asked myself this question, why am I so creative? And this was brilliant at getting my subconscious mind using confirmation bias to change my reality filters to fit my new creative belief. I was then drawn to information, people and situations to reinforce that belief even more. It really, really is powerful stuff for the mind to work on. Something else that I like to do with my journal, two or three times a week, I like to connect with my vision of my future self and write to myself from the future, focusing on all the things that have changed, all my habits, lifestyles, attitudes, mindsets, everything which creates a psychological reaction called prospection where I can begin to adopt all of that in the present day. I'll talk more about that in the future. It's not a big focus for this episode, but the power of journaling can stimulate some serious creativity, inspiration, and life changes. Oh, and just as a time thing, journaling takes about 10 to 20 minutes for me, sometimes a little bit longer if I'm enjoying it, but it doesn't take very long if you're worried about time. Now, another non-negotiable that has to happen is a little bit of meditation in the evening. So after journaling, I meditate for around 10 to 20 minutes. Why? Well, the breathwork alone is great for telling my brain and nervous system I am safe. So it's calming everything down. Meditation raises GABA levels, which is a neurotransmitter and slows down activity in the brain and nervous system. So yoga does this too. Uh, and some people do a mini yoga routine just before bed. I like to do that now and then. I don't do it every night. Depends on timing. But sometimes it's really nice just to give the mind and body a little space and stretch time. Now, I do like a good gratitude meditation before bed. Neurochemistry has been shown when, it, when it's boosted with thoughts of gratitude to help deepen sleep. But also at the same time, I like to program my subconscious mind with subconscious suggestions in meditations to help maximize my next day. Let's start around 10, wake up just before 6. Now this is really important. I used to wake up in the morning and the first thing I did, like most people, is reach for my phone and begin to overstimulate my brain with news stories, emails, who's been in contact, who needs me to be back in contact. It's actually a hideous way to start the day. Very toxic for my mind. So no phone first thing in the morning. Besides all the normal stuff that a person gets up to in the mornings, I don't need to go into detail, um, I hydrate and that's an important start to the day. Uh, I used to have a coffee but I stopped that because you get better energy management by having a coffee 90 minutes after you wake up. Having it earlier can cause a cortisol clash, which can leave people feeling jittery. Because I don't actually eat first thing in the morning anymore, I think one of the things that I had a mindset issue with was, was I going to feel faint or weird when I was exercising? And no, I don't. Because I found out that if you have electrolytes, that apparently can stop you feeling dizzy. Now, I don't really know the science behind that, or if it's a placebo, who knows? 
that actually works for me. So I hydrate with electrolytes. Then I go and do 20 to 30 minutes of yoga to wake my body up and get it limber and focused for the day. Next is more meditation. About 20 minutes, that's my favorite length at the moment. The meditation also sets up some intentions for how I want my day to turn out. I used to just get out of bed, stumble around and think about heading to the gym. Literally just think about heading to the gym and not even sometimes go. So the next non-negotiable is personal development. Now, where is this fitting into the morning? Well, the gym has to happen. That is the other non-negotiable. I go to my local F45. The walk is about 25 to 30 minutes. I like to walk along the seafront. And I love at the moment that I get to see the sun rise as I'm walking down along the beach. And I do this whilst listening to Audible. So I study content, books, podcasts, anything relative to my interests and personal development. And this can work out for me around an hour a day or even a book or more a week. And I discovered that that's a habit, a very healthy habit. A lot of the most successful people on the planet make sure that they do. So instead of just constantly consuming entertainment, which is very easy to get caught up in, and I did that for a very long time, and it didn't have the best of impacts, I can imagine, because it's such a waste of time. I mean, there's nothing wrong with watching a good old Netflix show. I'd do that in the evening. But constantly just gorging, binging on entertainment just isn't healthy in the long run. So this time in the morning is really precious to me. I love listening to people who've got amazing wisdom, perspectives, they're the experts in their fields. It's just so inspiring and I soak up this stuff like a sponge. As I mentioned, exercise, non-negotiable, has to happen. So I work out with the F45 team and a tribe of people who go around the same time as me. This has become like a little community of amazing people who all work out together with similar goals in mind. And it's here I can socialize, I can play, I get challenged, I work out very hard. Uh, It's a wonderful neurochemistry boost. And that's all happening before I even start my workday. The positive impact this have on my mental health is definitely a non-negotiable. I used to try and cram my workouts at the end of the day when I was exhausted after a long commute. And I remember I'd get my gym stuff all ready, sit down on the couch and just stay sat down. It wasn't really going to happen. So getting it out of the way, one of the most difficult things to actually do sets me up for the day. So I break my fast around 10 a.m. What I have for breakfast tends to be a shake where I add lots of nuts and seeds and I add uh, oats, protein powder, greens powder, frozen berries, ginger, oat milk, creatine, chia seeds, bananas, all sorts of stuff that I think my body would appreciate to maintain energy for the day. Gone are the days of the sugary cereals that I used to just eat because it was convenient and simple. But I used to get those energy crashes in the morning. If you had those, 
where suddenly your energy just drops all of a sudden and then you're finding yourself craving sugar or more caffeine to try and pick yourself back up. I don't have that anymore and I don't miss them either. Now, I love the subject of nootropics. I love the subject of supplements, anything that can boost mindset and focus for the day. I did a video of my top supplements for anxiety, stress and mind support on TikTok. It went viral. And I mentioned that my top ones are L-theanine, ashwagandha, magnesium glycinate, vitamin D, vitamin B complexes, and a whole series of supplements which can raise GABA levels. Uh, By the way, GABA is a neurotransmitter which slows down activity in the brain and nervous system. Now, obviously, this is a subject which a lot of people are interested in, judging by how popular that video was. But I have to say that it can get quite confusing which ones to take, which brands are the best, and it also gets very expensive. It also can get very time consuming to have lots of bottles to open just to fish a pill out. So then a company called New Mind Wellness contacted me and told me that they loved my content and wanted me to try their stress support formula. Now, I get approached by a lot of these companies with products that make all sorts of claims. New Mind said, we have got all the essentials you mention, but in a small sachet. In fact, the sachet contains five easy-to-take vegan gluten-free capsules containing 23 ingredients that support the mind and body. So I was like, sure, send me a sample and I'll have a go. Well, they actually sent me a box, which is a very swishy-looking cardboard box containing the sachets. Uh, I also noticed that they plant a tree for every product sold. The amount of plastic I save is phenomenal and everything within the packaging is recyclable. So I've been trialing them for about a month and I have to say, hand on heart, that they're fantastic. They are the right level of calm, energy and focus for me during the day. Enough so that I'm going to keep on using I'm going to get Sam Higgins, who contacted me to talk about how they created this product, because he also has a fascinating anxiety story, which I think you would be very interested in listening to. And when I spoke to Sam, they said, would you like to offer your listeners a discount? And I was like, yes. What are you going to give me? So if you use in the checkout box, the code Paul20, so my name, and then 2-0, in the checkout box, you will get 20% discount off of this product. And of course, with any supplements that you want to take, you should check with your GP to see if they are suitable for you. But I am going to be recommending these to my clients and to my listeners, and they're going to be supporting the show. So use Paul20 in the checkout box. The link is in the show's description to the New Mind Wellness website. If you want to Google New Mind Wellness, it's spelled N-U, mind, and then wellness. One more thing I'd like to add that I add into each day that's also a non-negotiable is I don't just zonk out on my lunch hour, on my break, which is actually coming up very soon after I've eaten I like to go for 30, 40, sometimes 50 minute walk, no phone, nothing to listen to, but just to allow my mind to wander to wherever it wants as I walk down the seafront. 
again, it's another way of going into a flow state. And it's also very important for creativity and for energizing the mind. After that walk, I really do come back feeling refreshed and energized for my afternoon clients. So these are my routines, and I hope you may have an idea of what you could add to yours to help boost your mindset and physical health for your year. Because without energy, not much is going to be achieved, is it? Thank you for spending your time with me. Thank you also for those who sent requests and feedback of what you like and don't like within the show. Your input is helping me so much. It's gratefully received. I hope you have an incredible day.